Welcome back to more Bernie and Chris, everybody. I'm Bernie. I'm Chris. Chris, how, how we feeling today, man? We're recording a lot earlier than normal. Pretty good, pretty good, Matt. How about you? You know, Chris, another another fun week in the books. Hopefully, we don't get completely screwed over like we did last week since last week after we ended. Literally, just about every single uh, thing of breaking news that could have happened, happened. <laughs> literally, literally everything could have happened. Sounds about right. It's it's a common curse here at <laughs> Bernie and Chris Studios where we are always just gonna miss something. Yeah, no, so no, that means no matter what time we record, we're always we're always right in between whatever news. We breaks. could record at like we could record at like eleven thirty at night, and something could break like a minute after we're done recording. Oh yeah, of like course. it's it, it, whether that I'm just convinced where that podcast that's just always gonna miss something, no matter what. Always. <laughs> so, Chris, on that lovely note, what are you loving today? So, what I'm loving today, Matt, is yesterday the Rangers swept the Devils for the fourth time in a row. They played four games in five days. Uh, they broke out the brooms. They got a key eight points in the standings. And uh, my boys are looking good, you know. Um, regardless of what happens this season, um, I like the direction of this team. The young the young talent with the mix of the mix of veteran presence that we have with Panarin, Kreider, Zabanajak looks like the Zabanajak of old had the game winning goal last night. Seems like Panarin and Fox have two, three points a game now. Um, Fox is in the contention to win the Norris Trophy. Um, I really think he has a chance to win it, and uh, if he doesn't, he will definitely win multiple. He's that special of a player. So, you know, I'm just loving this ride that this team is taking me on. Um, we're four games back from Boston, uh, three games in hand with the Islanders. We got two with Boston at the end of the year. And then we have three games with, uh, I believe, the Capitals, too. So we have some a chance to catch up to those teams ahead of us. And uh, I'm excited. Love to hear it. What I'm loving today, now, oh, Chris, your mind's gonna be blown by this. Right. I feel like I'm gonna talk about a New York team that I'm loving. Yeah, and I'm not making no, I'm not making fun of somebody either. The Knicks. I'm not. No, you're the right sport, but wrong team, and also not the Nets either. I want to talk about the New York Liberty of the Liberty, WNBA. Ah, that was my third guess. <laughs> so this past week or weekend, um, <coughs> WNBA draft happened. Um, and I, I'm not gonna lie; I'll be straight up honest. Did not watch, but I knew I knew a good amount of the players that were that were in the draft um, for the WNBA. I watched a good chunk of the women's tournament. Um, very talented. I was I, I after watching this uh, this ter- after watching tournament games that I watched for the women, I decided that maybe it's time to start paying attention a little bit more than normal to the WNBA because there's a lot of talent in, in the league. And I want to specifically talk about the New York Liberty. It's my squad. Because, I mean, New England, like, we have a team, but it's, it's the Connecticut Sun, and nobody really likes the state of Connecticut. So we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to go a little bit beyond. And I'm going to, right now, Chris, declare my fandom to the New York Liberty. Welcome aboard. Well, well, believe it or not, someone from the state of Massachusetts is going to be rooting for a New York team. Uh, I love the fact that they have Sabrina Ionescu. I have no idea if I'm yeah, pronouncing that great. last name right. N- number one pick last she, year. 
number one pick last year. Didn't really play because of injury. Um, she was out from, I think, all the entire season. So, didn't really get a chance to see her. And then in the second round they uh, last week's draft, they picked Dee Dee Richards from Baylor, who she put on a show against UConn. She got injured at the, towards the end of the game. And, I mean, it was unfortunate to see just because of her journey um, throughout her senior year because she – I don't know if you know this, Chris, but she was in practice <laughs> one day, collided one of her teammates, ended up being paralyzed for a little bit. It was partial. She had to work her way back through rehab to be the star player that she was at Baylor. Put, still played a phenomenal tournament. Almost gave if, – if she didn't get hurt, Baylor was going to beat UConn. And now you have Sabrina Ionescu, who's probably the best young talent in the WNBA, even though we're yet to see it. She's going to be the best. And now you're going to have Dee Dee Richards, too. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a New York Liberty fan already. Yeah, I think the future. This is this is this is. They're going to be a fun team to they're watch. Trying to, they went two and. They're turning things around. They went two and twenty last year. They were not good. They're trending upward for sure. Um, once in a while, they'll be on TV. You know, there's nothing on to watch. I tend to tune in. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to be paying attention yeah. a lot. I'm excited. I'm excited. But uh, let's uh, let's move on into. Um, the MLB. I'm sure Chris is dreading talking about this, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Let's get the fun stuff out of the way first before you just go off on a rant. I'm not going to rant too much. Just going to tell it how it is. <laughs> so the Red Sox, who are currently playing right now, um, they they were hottest team in baseball with the Dodgers. Um, they hit a little bit of a wall against the White Sox, the current series that they're playing in. Uh, last I checked, they were up nine to two or nine to one today. Um, they're playing early today because they uh, normally marathon Monday, but COVID not happening. <laughs> uh, Red Sox always play at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, it's a great tradition. Uh, Red Sox are absolutely dominating today, but they slowed down a little bit. J.D. Martinez, uh, he cooled off a little bit. Devers cooled off. Everyone cooled off in this series until today. Uh, I'm not too worried about that. Um only player I still despise on this team is Garrett Richards because he sucks. But <laughs> again, this is just un- this is this was an unexpected start for the Red Sox. They're con- looks like they might start another win streak today. Who knows? Um, but you know, I'll take it. Um, everyone's still looking good. Everyone's still looking nice and healthy. Can't really complain too much about the Red Sox. Yeah, they look right, Chris. They look good so far. That's for sure. All right, Chris. Let's hear it. So, you know, as our listeners know, I'm a big Yankee guy. Not the start to the season that the team envisioned, nor as a fan you want to see. You know, I don't care if they lose close games, but they're a team that's unwatchable right now. I'm having a hard time watching a full nine-innings game of baseball on a Saturday when I'm not doing anything during the day. And that's, that's the direction this team is going. They have now lost four games in a row. They got swept by the Rays. Embarrassment. Not even close to any of those games. Even Garrett Cole couldn't save them yesterday as they couldn't get enough run support. Um, yeah, there's a lot of issues with this team. I could start with lack of consistency when it comes to getting timely hits with runners in scoring position. Always seems to be, be a big problem. Yeah, it's continuing to be a problem. Um Stanton, not looking great. You know, he's batting one something with a couple home runs. You know, he needs to get it together. Um, 
uh, Clint Frazier is o for I think he's one for his last twenty four at bats. Um, Yikes! <laughs> yeah, I, I still think this potential is big for this kid, but you know, Aaron Boone doesn't help by not letting him get in a groove as well. You know, he he plays one game, sits out two games, with and he keeps playing Brett Gardner, who's not doing that great either. Aaron Hicks looks awful. Switch hitter can't hit lefties right now. You know, it it pisses me off that Aaron Boone will sit Frazier but won't sit Hicks when Hicks is arbitrarily worse than Fraser is right now. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, uh, judges, judges probably in Sanchez right now, our best hitters. Torres is slumping. Even our boy DJ, he's slumping. He's starting to break out of it a little bit. Gio Rochelle has been pretty consistent and, um, the pitching has been awful. You know, how, 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 when you, when your starting pitchers don't go more than three or four innings besides Cole and Jordan Montgomery, it just makes you think, like, all right, like, did they make the right decision with Tanaka? Like, maybe you should have gave Tanaka the money rather than sign two guys who are, have not been good in Cooper and uh, Jameson Tyon. So their starting pitch, pitching is a huge issue, as well as the hidden. And the more that we have to use this bullpen – how much longer are they going to last? Come July, they're going to. It's going to be no one left in this pen. Um, frustrating as a fan, they're five and ten. Um, with each loss that this team gets, they make it. It's. I'm not saying the season's not over. I still think they're going to make playoffs. Um, I, they're going to. They're going to write the ship. But with, if you can't keep digging yourself a big hole, I mean, the the bigger um, the hole creeps, the hotter Aaron Boone's hot seat gets, and. Uh, it seems like the players like Aaron Boone, but, you know, the last couple of years I'm starting to think, is this guy the right guy to lead us? You know, um, I, obviously not all the blame goes on the manager. You know, the players have to perform to their ability. But uh, I know Cashman came out today in um, just past half hour about an interview. Um, he's not, he's not too, yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. He's not too pleased, but yeah. it didn't seem like no. Aaron, Aaron Boone uh, is on the hot seat at all. Seems to be no. seems to be protected for now, but um, you know they got to start getting together now. You know, um, I know the next couple of games they're not playing that many um, teams above five hundred record, so we'll see what this team is made of. It's it's a gut check now. Um, uh, the team just looks lifeless on the field. Not what you want to see as a Yankee fan right now. Gonna leave it at that. And Jay Bruce just retired too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he shouldn't have been on the Ran team. Ran week, weeks, but... weeks into the season. Yeah, Mike, Mike <laughs> he just retired on the team to begin with. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I heard. I mean, I'm I'm not a Yankees fan because um, I like my life. Um, but <laughs> I heard, you know, Yan- <laughs> I heard Yankee fans aren't the world's happiest that Jay Bruce even made the roster to begin with. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, it's pretty true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens with you guys. Um, this is me not being a jerk. I promise, Chris, when I say this, but like, I'm surprised that the Yankees are this bad. Yeah, to start off the season. They, they, the record is what it is. You have time there. It's just how bad they've looked. That they're not competitive. I don't see any life. There's, I don't know where the leaders. They're lacking. No fight in them at all. I don't know. Um, this team needs to wake the f up. That's, what, that's all I gotta say. They I don't even want to say got, the word. Chris, they got, they Chris got an you, off, you can say the word. It's okay. They got an off day today. <laughs> they, they better get together because, you know, they're making it, they're making it hard to watch as fans. Yeah. Um, who, man, 
makes me wonder what these Red Sox Yankees games are gonna look like this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also going to uh in the MLB, uh, Carlos <laughs> Rondon or Rondon, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, of the Chicago White Sox, threw a no hitter. We have back to back weeks of no hitters, Chris. What the heck? I know this doesn't happen. And both games too. Both games too. We're so close to being perfect games too. Uh, Rendon hit somebody in the ninth inning, which took away the no hit bid, which pissed off a lot of people because there's an unspoken rule of if there's a no hitter, if there's a perfect game or a no hitter in the in, in the ninth, and it's the top of the ninth or bottom of the ninth, whatever, you get out of the way of any kind of pitch that comes at you. <laughs> you don't just stand there and take it. You get the heck out of the way because you're you're about to ruin history. Yeah, and that's what happened. But it is what it is. It's still cool to see no hitters, two of them already. Yeah, we'll see, um, we'll see how many we get from two team. very good teams too. It's not just bad. It's not just good pitchers on bad teams. They're good pitchers on good teams. Yeah. So you just love to see it. A lot of lot of and rem- a lot of surprising teams are on. The Royals are in first place. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to ask like, what's surprising you so far? Other than the Yankees' terrible start and the Red Sox' good start, what's up? What, what's surprising you so far this yeah, year? Yeah, you know the Royals are doing decent. That was a big surprise for me. We both had them, I think, finishing third or fourth in the division. I'm pretty sure I had them dead last. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. A lot of, um, lot of surprises so far. Seattle, too. Seattle's yeah. on fire. Another thing. Year. It's like If you had came up to me a month before, Chris, and said, after the first couple weeks of the season, the Red Sox, the Mariners, and the Royals were all going to be division leaders, I, I would have thought you were on drugs. Yeah. I would have been like, what, what are you on? Yeah, that's not happening. That's the way baseball works. It's a very unpredictable sport from year to year. You know, you always have your key couple teams, but you know, it's all about you know taking care of business on the field. Exactly. That's what th- these three teams are doing right now. Yeah. Um, let's move into the NHL. Let's get away from MLB and Chris's depression about the Yankees. <laughs> let's move to my depression about the Sharks, Chris. Let's do that. It's my turn to be sad. Let's now. hear it. I think I cursed the team. I'm not even kidding. Because <laughs> the second I said, oh, they have a shot for the playoffs, yeah, they're proving that they don't have a shot for the playoffs now. It's ugh, it's disgusting. Um, they're on a five-game losing streak right now. Um, tonight they're playing uh, Vegas, uh, the Golden Knights. But it's, an, it's a historic game tonight, Chris. Uh, pa- Patrick Marlowe tonight is going to pass Gordy Howe for most consecutive games played. Yeah, which is so cool. Great, great, great NHL one. player for a long time. You see the respect mm-hmm. that that guy has. As you know, the last time they're playing teams, people. Uh, I know the other night, uh, the whole team shook hands like it was like a playoff series. Minnesota, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. And I think I think it'll happen tonight. It's got to happen tonight in Vegas. I know the Sharks and Knights. They got a rivalry, and it's a it it's a strong one. But I think for this kind of historic moment right here. I think you got to put that uh, rivalry to the side and go over and shake um, Marlowe's hand and congratulate him on, you know, this is this is a big accomplishment right here. You know, most games consecutively played or started. That's incredible. It's over 1,000 games, too. Yeah, unbelievable. He's, he's, Patrick Marlowe's an old guy, too. He's been around quite a while. So the fact that he's still going at it and, and tonight is breaking and is still breaking records just shows you what kind of player Patrick Marlowe is. Yeah, I hope he retires after this year, though. Because my God, 
he needs to stop taking money from the Sharks. Yeah. But he, but other than that, great player. Yeah, definitely. How are the Rangers looking? Like I said earlier, when I said I was loving it, the team is looking good. Um, since March, since mid March, they are the second best team in the NHL, point wise. Um, playing great, playing great hockey at the at the right time of year. But um, the teams right behind them and ahead of them are also in the division, who also have racked up the most points. Islanders, Capitals, Bruins. So as good as they're playing, it's like, oh, man, are we ever going to, like, like catch those teams? Because, you know, it's tough. Any other division, they would be in the playoffs right now, which is frustrating as a fan. But, yeah, they got some key games coming up. There's probably about 10 games left in the season, I think, something like that probably. So, you know, it's crunch time. Um Igor Sorokin's they're going to ride him the rest of the way. Guy has been looking at Lee. Uh, definitely looks like the hair appear to uh, Henry Lundqvist. Everything that uh, we thought that he was going to be, he is. Um, Panarin, what, what else can I say about Panarin? Guy is tremendously underpaid. Uh, what he does with the puck, um, it's just unbelievable. Fox, Norris, trophy candidate. Lafnir scoring, Kako scoring, getting assists. Um Krustikov's got his first goal last night. Has looked great in every NHL game they played. They signed Zach Jones. We'll see if that kid gets in soon. Uh, just won the national championship with UMass. He's been skating with the team, waiting for his um, chance. Um, so, regardless of the season, I'm proud of the team. And um, I really do think they're going to contend for um, uh, multiple Stanley Cups when um, within the next couple of years. I really do. When the divisions and everything are back to normal. So watch out for the Rangers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of cap space this summer. So we'll see if those Jack Eichel rumors are uh, true. Um, I want them for the right I don't I want them for the right price. I, I don't want to give up the farm for them because I like what we're building here. And um, we'll see. There's a lot of other centers out there that we could get as well. I don't know if um, I don't know if Jack Eichel is going to be as hot of a item as he as he was maybe a few weeks ago just because of the uh, the neck injury that he has. Yeah, you know, there's uh, some character concerns, you know, is he playing as hard as he should have in Buffalo? Um, but he has that uh, it'll be interesting. If the price is right, well, I think Jeff Gordon will, will um, do it because um, we're pretty loaded up in the farm system and, you know, like how, how many people there's going to be people that aren't going to be able to crack this team, you know, Matt? So mm-hmm. As good as these kids are, you know, they're not going to be able to crack the lineup. So, you know, you might as well trade those kids and try to get another second-line center, well, center behind the Jack. Here's my thing about playing tough in Buffalo, going back to what you said about Eichel. I think there's proof that there aren't that players aren't really playing as hard as they can in Oh, Buffalo. Matt, I got to interrupt you here, though. We have actually broke news. Oh, my God, really? Your boy Alex Smith has announced his – his retirement after NFL 16 seasons. Oh my God, Chris, that broke like an hour ago. Did it really? Well, welcome to the, welcome to the world. Well, on my screen <laughs> right now, it's saying breaking news. So it's the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it, it broke like, <laughs> news broke like an hour ago. Well, well, welcome to the world, Chris. Hey. Well, 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 welcome to the world. I, I've had a busy day at work today. I really haven't been uh, looking at the sports world too much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, anyways, we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the NFL because I had that written down. That's cool, but <laughs> back to what I was saying about um, playing tough in Buffalo, how it doesn't happen because it doesn't. 
Look at Taylor Hall right yeah, now. Yeah, two goals. In 37, in 37 games with the with the uh, Sabres, he had two goals. In three games with the Bruins, he has two goals. Taylor Hall is playing very good hockey in Boston. Oh, yeah. And Boston, I think I think Boston needed needed the needed the trade deadline to happen to get better, and that's exactly what they did. They got Talent better. matters. Yeah, Mike Wright. You have Mike Riley. You have Taylor Hall. They have been playing phenomenal since they joined. Sorry for cutting you off. No, you're good. Talent matters. And when you put good players like Taylor Hall with talent, they're going to produce. And um, Jack Eichel, when when the regular season is healthy, he's a 100-point scorer. Mm -hmm. So as a Ranger fan, do I want that guy on my team? Hell yeah, I do. Him and Panarin would both be 100-point scorers. But like I say, Mm -hmm. the price has got to be right. I I don't want to give up. A lot of these young guys that may want to be in the deal, they would have to be people in the farm system. Um, they have a lot of untouchables on this team. And another thing too um, about like being when you when you're around talent, like you play better. Since the trade deadline, too, David Krejci has just stepped it up out of nowhere. He's been playing so much better since the trade deadline. And a month or two ago, I said the Bruins might be the best team in hockey, and then they kind of died down a little bit from that. I'm back to believing that this team might honestly make a run. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. They look so they look so great. There's a lot of good teams, you know. The Islanders still look pretty good. Uh, Capitals, a very underrated team, right up there at the top of the East. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Stanley Cup is gonna winner will definitely be coming out of the East. That's just my own opinion. Um, you know, I'm, yeah. I mean, Toronto looks good in that Canadian league too, but I, I want to mm-hmm. see what they can do in the playoffs. You know, we all know their playoff history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bruins right now, they're on a four-game win streak. Uh, beat Buffalo 3-2, to beat the Islanders 4-1, to beat the Islanders 3 to nothing, And then in yesterday's, just I'm going to say it, shit show of a game, they won 6-3. to Why was yesterday's game a shit show? The refs were just blind, and the Capitals were just being dirty yesterday. Uh, Hathaway was being a B-word. Uh, Tom Wilson just t- just continued to be the biggest dick in hockey. <laughs> um, took 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 a shot at Sean Corrali for literally no freaking reason. Yeah, and like when he was, and when he and when he was asked about it after, he was like, "It was a hit, and it was a hit." Don't even ask me about that. It, it, it's what it's hockey, and it's like this dude does not belong in the NHL. And I'm sure Bruins fans are listening to this right now, probably rejoicing that I'm even saying this and defending Sean Corrali. But Tom Wilson does not belong in the NHL. He, I forget who he hit like a month a month ago. He had a nasty hit on. Oh, I can't even remember who it was. I want to say it was Coyle, but I can't remember if it was Charlie Coyle or not. Hard to keep. Tra- but he took it. He took out somebody. He took a headshot at somebody against the wall against the board. Should have been called for boarding. Wasn't. It was looked at as a clean hit, and it was. I just I can't stand players like Tom Wilson. He sucks. No talent. All he does is just bully people, bruises them up. That's all he does. Zero actual hockey talent. Zero actually human talent at all. He's not a good human. The guy, being. and oh, I just can't stand players like him. I, I'm not a Tom Wilson fan, but you know, the guy, if he's on your team, no matter how big of a scum he is with his hits, uh, the guy is still a good second line player on that team. He still produces points, and, you know, he gets under people's skin. And every team has a guy like that. Boston has Marshawn. Um, you got to have a guy like that on your team. Um, I just hopefully – hopefully, I mean, Tom Wilson just like the extreme with his hits. 
But um, I do think the guy has talent, and Washington loves him there. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's that's the way it works. Like Capitals fans, they're gonna depend on no matter what. I remember when the Patriots got Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison was, you know, he was a dirty player. Patriots fans were defending him, <laughs> and they even knew deep down that oh, that was a dirty hit by Harrison, but it was clean because he's on our team. yeah. That, that's it's how only it okay works. if he's on your team. <laughs> exactly. Um, last thing in the NHL. Welcome back, Vancouver. It's been a while since they played. They won games. their first game. Too. Um, I know they won the first game back against the hottest team in the, in Canada, uh, Toronto. Um, they were gone for quite some time because of COVID. They had a, they had a COVID outbreak that basically went through everybody on the team. They were out. I think they were out for maybe maybe two weeks. I'm not even kidding. And last night they returned. They beat Toronto. Um, I I don't know how long they're gonna. I don't know how they're going to pull this off, finishing off the season, but it's going to be interesting to see if, how the how they're going to do it. Um, and this right here, the uh, between Tom Wilson being a jerk and and the Vancouver COVID outbreak, just shows how little NHL player safety cares. Nope, I agree. They don't care. They don't care. And I think it's it's terrible. Like, what's the point of having uh, a player safety department? If they're not even gonna do their job, I, I agree. Like I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's despicable. But let's move on before I go off on another rant. <laughs> We're talking about college football, Chris. We got some news for that. Or something to talk about a little bit. Yeah, I think. Believe it or overreaction, not, overreaction. That whole thing. I know where you're gonna go with this, but um, I'm not reading too much into that. <laughs> You know what do you think I'm gonna talk? What do you think I'm gonna talk about? Uh, I don't think you're gonna talk about Trevor Lawrence's comment. The whole tre- that's later. The right? whole Trevor Lawrence thing. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm wrong then. All right, what do you got for me? That's later. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the Alabama uh, spring game. Uh, it was on TV last week. I checked it out for a little bit because I wanted to see. All right, wh- how they, how are they gonna look without Mac Jones, Devontae <laughs> Smith, Jalen Waddle, not Najee Smith, you know, all all these guys, or Harris, whatever his last name is. Um, yeah, that's my reaction. Not good, not great. Um, the the only good part about to me that really stood out was quarterback play from Bryce Young, who is going to definitely be the starter of this team. Uh, he 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 had quite the day. He went twenty five for forty four, three hundred thirty three yards, and one touchdown, no picks. Um, he he really stood out out of the quarterback group. He's gonna be he's gonna be a problem for all the defenses <laughs> next year that have to go up against him. Um, I think he's gonna be way better than Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones still sucks to me, in my opinion. Um, I I I'm I'm excited to see it because because I mean it's college football. Who doesn't love college football, Chris? Yeah, right? It's great. Um. There's not really much big takeaways from this game other than Bryce uh, Bryce Young. Um, receiving court needed help. Running backs needed help. Nick Saban was, you know, in midseason form, screaming and yelling at everybody. It was cool to hear him actually yell, too. You could actually hear some of the words he was saying. Uh, he watched his language for the most part. Had a couple slip-ups here and there as a coach, but <coughs> Alabama's not not going anywhere. Nah, they'll, they'll be and fine. It pains me to say that as an Auburn fan, but Alabama's not going anywhere. No, they are not. 
Speaking of not going anywhere, the Celtics, uh, they're fun again. Uh, uh, they're 10-3 and three since, since since the All-Star break or the trade deadline. I think it was the trade deadline. I don't know why I wrote All-Star. We break. talked about it. We um, said they have to go on a run after they made those trades. The time is now. And they did. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, they released Mo Wagner. Um, he was part of the uh, Chicago trade. And in his place... They signed Jabari Parker, who made an instant impact on this team My already. Boy from Duke. Uh, Love he time. was a key. He was a key role player in uh, Saturday night's win against Golden State, which some people are saying that might have been game of the year because of the comeback that the Celtics had. Uh, they were down by twelve, and it looks like when the Warriors were going to start just popping off, Celtics came roaring back, and then they were just exchanging haymakers to one another. Tatum and Curry absolutely put on a yeah, show for everybody. Great, great game, great win. Um, and they did that without J- uh, Jalen Brown too, who's he's dealing with an illness right now, not COVID, just some kind of illness. He's most likely going to play against Chicago. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, but Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Celtics during this run? I love it. You know, they're starting to look like the Celtics that I that I know and love that we saw all last season. You know, playing hard, competing. Um, it seems that Jason Tatum just continues to take his game to another level. Um, anyone who said like Jason Tatum is not part of the solution here is an idiot. <laughs> that, I'm gonna I'm say it's plain and simple. The guy is hasn't even reached the surface of what he's gonna be as an NBA player, which is scary to think about. Jalen Brown continues to improve. We all know he's amazing at defense. And never mind what he's done offensively this year. Marcus Smart, heart and soul of his team, had a huge rebound versus the Warriors. That got Tatum another three. You know, plays pesky defense, hits big threes. And, you know, everyone wants to slander this guy, Kemba Walker, but it really looks like he's the first time that he's actually been on the Celtics where he looks fully healthy. And he's starting to look like the Kemba that he was in Charlotte. And, he, he had a huge setback three in that game versus the Warriors to, like, really ice that game. Uh, he's averaging 18 a game. Love to see Kemba, you know, New York guy. Love to see him do good. And um, I like I like the pickup with Jabari. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Duke fan. Um, I don't think he's been very used or given a chance lately in his NBA career. And I, I think Brad Stevens is the perfect guy for him, you know. You need some someone coming off the bench that could give you 12, 15 points in the game. And uh, Jabari's that guy. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, Fort uh, Evan Fort, uh, what's his name, Fortnite? Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully he can get back into the lineup soon because we really haven't been able to see what he can do since the trade. No, yeah, he's been out for uh, health and safety protocols. I think he's coming. Yeah, back soon. so so you know, it's it's great to see this team be at the four seed, and that's where I want to see them. I don't want no playing game. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Because you and I both know if they're in the playing game. They're going to screw it up. Somehow. Yeah, we got six or seven games left. Let's let's finish strong, finish four or five, and go from there. Exactly. Um, this, team, this team plays um, good come, um, come playoff time always. So, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Uh, another, no, kind of a big story this week, too, in the NBA. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge had to retire due to a health scare. He, the last game he played on April 10th, he was experiencing an irregular heartbeat that was getting worse throughout the game. Um, so he told, you know, Nets team, you know, trainers, doctors. And based off <coughs> of that, you know, he's fine now. But he said, you know, I'm going to retire. Just He's looking out for his health. 
Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, one of the best big men, uh, not in NBA history, but in the last probably five years, probably top five big men in in the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, this this dude was an absolute machine. Um, he had over eight thousand rebounds, nineteen thousand points. Um, I think he had like seven hundred, eight hundred blocks in his career. This dude was just an all around great player and a great guy to be around. And I think the NBA is going to miss a talent like yeah, this. you know, uh, definitely a player that we remember as growing up. You know, I just remember him breaking into the scene in Portland. You know, then he went to the Spurs teams where they were still good, making the playoffs. You know. Um, it's a shame. I kind of wanted to see him, um, what he could do for Brooklyn off the bench for their big playoff run. But obviously, uh, mm-hmm. family, health, and safety is more important. Guy played a great career, and um, best of wishes and af- after career for him. Exactly. I, you know, you said it perfectly, Chris. Um, speaking of retirements, let the tears flow once again for me. Uh, Julian Edelman, Patriots legend. Officially announced his retirement just after the show last until, week. Until until Brady gets, I wouldn't. What do you think, though? Until Brady gets into Tampa in a couple of months. Nope, <laughs> he's nope. Um, I know the media is instantly like, "Oh, he's gonna go to Tampa. He's gonna go play with Brady and Gronk." No, no. I'm just, I'm just he's kidding. gonna act. He's gonna be retired, and he's gonna stay retired. He can't run. His knee is just too messed up. He can't play yeah. anymore. And he even he. Made it a uh, retirement video announcement. Uh, there's just like there's like a director's chair like in, in the stadium, and then this he it's just he's in the chair, and the cameras is you know circling around the stadium, showing some of the best uh, Julian Edelman moments. And he even said because of a knee because of a knee injury, like he's gonna retire. Um, to me, that's sad. He's not retiring on his own terms, and you could, and I bet he still wants to play. It's just that he literally can't. Yeah, it happens sometimes. He's just too, he's too banged up. And Julian Edelman, I mean, Chris, I mean, you know Julian Edelman. He's, you know, he's a Patriots legend, one of the best receivers that will probably ever play for the Patriots. Uh, slot receivers, <laughs> I'll say that to spare the, spare, spare the talks of that. Is he a Hall of Famer? That's the question everyone's kind of been asking since he retired. I'm on the no side. Yeah. Only because only because yeah, he was great in the postseason. I lean on the wrong. no side as well. When the post when he was on the post when he in the postseason came around, he turned into a different animal. But in the regular season, he was just an average. Receiver. Yeah, you know. And, and it's not the Hall of Good, it's the Hall of Fame. And yeah. it pains me to say that. That he's not an NFL Hall of Famer, but he's one bajillion percent of Patriots. Hall yeah, and the Patriots. You know, Hall of Fame. there's a lot of guys that might not even make the Hall of Fame that have more crazier receiver numbers than him. So, you know, I don't think he gets in just based mm-hmm. off his playoff um, numbers. But you know, uh, for all those runs you guys had, he was a key part of it. And um, best of luck to him. Greatest Super Bowl catch. Yeah, great Super Bowl catch ever belongs yeah. to him. I don't care what Giants fans have to say. Yeah, I disagree, but um, we'll, we'll yeah, spare that. <laughs> I think um, I could, yeah, have a couple other ones in mind as well that were pretty good, not just Giant wise, but um, definitely up there, top five. And uh, you know, best of luck to Julian. You know, um, as a non-Patriots fan, you know, always enjoyed seeing a really good uh, a guy who was a quarterback and just made made a career for himself. Exactly. Um, I'm going to miss him. I am. You know, Pagent's receiving core, 
it's not going to be the same without him. It's not going to be the same seeing him run out of the tunnel ahead of everybody else next year, sprinting down the sideline. It's it, it's going to be it's not going to it's just going to not feel right. But you know, we'll adjust just like the Patriots are going to have to adjust <laughs> life without him. Maybe he comes back as a coach. Who knows? Because Belichick loves Edelman, and I think Belichick's probably going to want to see him on the coaching staff. That's my guess. Yeah, he'll see what he wants to do uh, after football. Yeah. Um, more in the NFL. Uh, McCourty, uh, Jason McCourty, he's visiting with the Giants, Chris. You th- There's been mutual interest between these two for a while now. Yeah, I, I told What's holding the Giants up from him from signing Well, I them? think he has other offers. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. Um, but um, uh, one of my friends lives in Hoboken, and I know he bought an apartment in Hoboken. So, you know, i kind of been on this story for a while that he was potentially either going to come mm-hmm. to the Giants or the Jets. Unless he's just loved, he wouldn't come. Unless to the he, Jets. yeah, well, he wouldn't come to. You the know, Jets. he probably he has the ties with Joe Judge. Um, NFL, all NFL team knows you can never have enough D backs. Um, schemes, players play on different downs. Never can have enough of them. Um, they always seem to get hurt too. So you know, um, I would welcome that guy with open arms to um, give this young secondary that I'm excited about um, his wisdom. You know, the guy's been there, done that. Uh, wouldn't be expensive signing, but I think it would be a good locker room fit and um, just an overall. I would love to sign in. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think veteran leadership like him would be great for that locker room. It just pains me to see him go to the Giants if it's if he ends up going there as a Patriots fan, um, just because he was great here in New England. Um, but I hope wherever he goes next, hope he does well. Um, something that's not well is these new Bengals uniforms. Ugh. Holy crap. Holy crap. So the Bengals released some new uniforms today. The white ones are fire. You and I agree with that. The white ones are actually really awesome. Yeah, they're crisp. Then you look at the black ones and the orange ones, and there is such minor detail to, from what the old ones are. It's just like, what, what are these? I'm not a fan of those two. I'm a fan of the white one. Don't get me wrong. The white one's awesome. The black and the orange, eh, so... I would give this a rating like a five out of a ten, just because just because they got the white one at least. Yeah, they're awful. Um, and I think you, know, you alluded to this earlier too. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a tweet to the to uh, Jaguars fans. Is is that what you were alluding uh, to no, earlier? I was, I, want to- I was alluding to how like he says he doesn't need, uh, the whole motivation thing that they were talking about that he had an interview, you know. Um, that he doesn't need the game of football to like motivate him or whatever like that. Oh my god! Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Does, so, uh, so, so the guy's definitely motivated. I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, you haven't heard he's, any. Yeah, he's you've motivated. heard nothing but good things from teammates, coaches. Um, Jacksonville's got their guy for years to come. Yeah. Um. So he had his wedding. Uh, so congrats to him. He's married. Um. And Jaguars fans, they donated. I think they donated like two hundred thousand dollars to like his wedding or whatever. Um. And he put out a tweet thanking Jaguars fans, and he said that he can't wait to be part of the community soon. So, like, the worst kept secret is that he's going to be a Jaguar. Did he just kind of just let the cat out of the bag that, like, he even knows he's going to Jacksonville? Or, like, does it even matter that he said something like that, do you think? It doesn't matter. Everyone knows it was a, it was a conclusion. The first two picks, we know what they are. The rest is yeah. up there. The rest of the top 10, 15 up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and as you said too, Alex Smith officially retired, uh, today, 
Um, Chris is just an hour late on it uh, compared to everyone else. Breaking news uh, to sorry, me. Chris. Breaking news to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, NFL legend. He is. He's an NFL legend. Um, his comeback story is the greatest comeback story in sports. I don't care what anyone says. The man nearly died. And yeah. might have not even been able to walk again. Really shouldn't and not only is he still alive, he was able to walk. He was able to run. He threw touchdowns. He ran on the field. He led Washington to a division title. All, and, and then, you know, he got hurt, so he couldn't play uh, in the in the playoffs. But I think I'm, if he had I'm played happy in that he's playoff, retiring. I'm happy he's retiring, too. And I think right if he had thing. played in that playoff game, if he had played in that playoff game, I think I think Washington beats Tampa. But any, that's a different story. But Yeah, I don't know about that, but I think it would be more Hell of a career. Hell, yeah, of, hell, a career. hell of a career. I've always liked Dallas Smith. I, I've loved Alex Smith, too. Yeah. He's he's going to be someone that I think might be forever be one of my favorite players in the league just because of his story, his charisma, his talent on the field, and just overall great guy to be around. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, close out the show. Um, next week, mock, mock draft. Oof. Simple as that. Chris, Chris and I got mock drafts to reveal to you guys. And we're all going to have fun doing it, right, Chris? Yeah, you know, I'm doing my research this week, uh, finalizing some uh, fine-tuning. Um, I'm sure Matt's doing the same, and um, it's going to be a fun, fun episode, and we're, we're, we're psyched for this episode. And you're going to want to tune in next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And before we go, got to give a, give a quick shout-out to Couch Guy Sports. We are presented by them, as always. And if you want to go check out some sports articles, some sports uh, podcasts of all the latest news and highlights and all that fun stuff, Head on over to CouchGuysports.com. Get all the latest info. You're not going to want to miss it. Another fun episode today, Chris. Another good one in the books. And uh, next week's next week's going to be something else. We're going to have a lot of fun next week. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Right. Until then, Chris, remember, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, and call out all the Karens, and we'll see you guys next week for the Mock Draft episode. Signing out, guys. Thank you.